work correctly. There we go. Sorry about that. I pushed the wrong button. You know I'm so technologically sound. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Saturday morning. It's 11.18. We're going to produce a podcast uh, for Facebook and YouTube and Lift Him Higher Radio and uh, all of our Facebook friends. We're glad to have you. We're talking about crossing the border into becoming the elected of God. And this is a mighty powerful teaching. We're starting again in verse 13 of Colossians 3, where we are describing the benchmarks that are associated with those who have gone from the earthy into the spiritual side. So we want to welcome your contact at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. We also want to remind you about our book. I My bookstore is closed uh, because we have sold out of our books, but Amazon and your local bookstore, I surrender. Um, also want to remind you of two things on the 25th. Uh, February 25th, Juliana will start a women's Bible study at the church at 5 p.m. And then in March, we're changing our YouTube channel uh, to Mike Springston Ministries FFC. And we hope all of our listeners on YouTube will come and join us um, in that new channel. Uh, We have a lot of subscribers and we hope you'll come and visit us over there. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the word of God says to us. And then may we be able to apply it to our lives. Change us, Father. We ask that Jesus Christ would speak to us through the Holy Spirit and that he would show us what we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. As the Holy Ghost does that, we will receive it, give it to your people, and we'll be changed, transformed, and translated. Father, we give you glory in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. We're going to be able to endure the pain of suffering and the pain of others who are not as advanced in their understanding of truth. It's a benchmark of coming into spiritual things. We will forgive them. We will teach them how to accomplish the spiritual growth that's required to cross over from the earthy to the spiritual. When they fall in this earthy life because of immaturity, we will not be quarrelsome and do what the church has done for years, which is the church uh, takes a wounded warrior and buries them. We bury them. Uh, The church has done this for years. Someone fails in some way and we bury them. Uh, and, And that is not a reflection of the ministry of the spiritual side. There are going to be those that are going to struggle. Why? Because they're still living in the earthly. But we're going to, if we have come into the spiritual side, we've crossed the bridge of grace being led by truth into the spiritual side, we're going to show them the depth of this new citizenship. We're going to work in operating forgiveness. We're going to teach them how to be forgiven. and We're going to lead them into the steps and stages of salvation that are going to direct them away from the earthy and into the spiritual. Now right here, uh, we must learn 
to forgive as Christ forgave. If you have, and if you do, and if you are, then you've crossed the border between earthy and spiritual. Of course, one man wrote a book talking about it, and it was a bestseller, and he said that we should forgive and never forget. My friend, that is a most telling comment because it reflects the absolute earthy location of the one making the statement. Earthy people do earthy things. They respond in earthy ways. They subsequently injure others by earthy ideas and actions. This is not what should be happening as one crosses the border between the earth and the spiritual. But we have leaders, authors, and speakers who teach earthy things as if they were true. Well, the result is, well, it causes earthy people who are taught earthy things to complete earthy actions. But my friend, the grand design of God for mankind was not so. Jesus taught forgiveness as a condition of effective faith in Mark chapter 11. The entire idea of God towards man was the forgiveness of sin. This is the first step of the plan of, the, uh, of salvation. Now we know salvation is in six phases. Forgiveness, that results in healing. Preservation, that results in the spirit man being preserved while the body dies. The, the, the uh, deliverance from the resurrection, the safety that is obliged that occurred to us and given us as a privilege from Jesus Christ's actions as the high priest in the tabernacle, soundness, the life of soundness that comes from his lordship, and then wholeness that comes from him as the man of the Godhead bodily, giving us the spirit of God. Now Mark said in Mark eleven twenty five, and when, we, when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Why are we struggling with forgiveness? We're struggling with forgiveness because we're still operated in the earthy side. We, if we are living in unforgiveness, then my friend, I want you to hear this. We're living more closely to darkness than we are to light. We're living on the earthy side of the border. This person cannot be in the number counted as a saint. That person is not found. That unforgiving spirit, that angry spirit, they're not found in the elect. Why is that? Because they're still existing, operating, functioning, and acting in earthy deeds. If we're living in a place where forgiveness comes to us due to a compassion, and an understanding of the root cause of the transgression, then we're indicating that we have crossed from the earthy into the spiritual. While expressing this position of compassion, understanding, and love towards those who are in desperate need of understanding the root cause of their sin, as well as the idea, the concept, the insight, into what Jesus Christ has done to forgive them, they are in desperate need of this. However, in their life, they are totally unaware of the origin of their sin, the origin of their actions. So we've come to them in compassion, in love, in understanding of the root cause, 
and we expose the Christ in us. My friend, it is the spiritual side that is the greater place to be. This also becomes a place where our faith begins to imitate now the faith of God. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. We cannot use faith appropriately or correctly as, as if it were the faith that is in God. We can use the gift of faith and be saved and remain right there in the earthy side. But if we're going to do what Jesus said we would be able to do with faith, which is use the faith of God, then we're going to have to cross the border from the earthly things to the spiritual. We're going to have to begin to bear benchmarks of who Christ was and what he did, of his holiness and his belovedness, the bowels of mercy, the kindness, the long-suffering, the meekness, the humbleness of mind. These benchmarks are going to be things that Paul said we're going to seek from above. They're going to come to us after righteousness. We're going to cross the bridge of grace led by truth into the place where we begin to function under the concept of the personality, the character, and the attributes of Christ Jesus. Why? Because we are in now Christ Jesus. The gift of faith that is operated by grace through faith of which you are saved is far different than the use of the God kind of faith. The use of the God kind of faith is not something that man in his earthy measure is going to be able to operate. Why? Because in order to get into spirit to the, to the God kind of faith, we have to cross the bridge. And we have to go into the spiritual things and begin to expose and express the benchmarks of spiritual things. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? Someone would say, why is that so? Because faith is an expression of the, the faith of God, is an expression of the spiritual side of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Who is, I might add, the man in the Godhead bodily? In this spiritual expression, we begin to express his character, his attributes, and his relationship back to the earthy world of which we are engaged in. Here we can begin to operate in the same fashion that we saw him operate. I want to stop and say hello to Pat, Mary, Charlene, uh, all those of you that have shown up today, so glad you're here. Hope you're enjoying the Word of God. I've got a word today that's going to minister to you if you'll stay with me. Someone said, why is it? Because faith is an expression of the spiritual side of the relationship of Jesus Christ. As the man in the Godhead bodily, here we begin to express the character, attributes, and relationships to the world in which we engage in. Here we begin to operate in the same fashion that we saw him operate. Have you ever wondered why so infrequently people are operating in the things that Jesus said we would operate in if we would continue to do and to teach the things he began to do and to teach? Well, the reason is because we've remained more closely attached to darkness than we have to light. 
So we're not operating in the name of Jesus effectively. We're not operating in the spirit effectively. We're not operating as a sanctified brother of Jesus Christ effectively. Why? Because we have never entered into the election of God. Because we have never come out of the earthly, taken grace, crossed the bridge, being led by truth into the spiritual world. My friend, if we're going to begin to do the things that Jesus said we would do, we're going to have to begin to follow him to the places where he said we needed to follow. Prior to the crossing over from the earth into the spiritual, you have no legitimate means to be applied to our lives, to this earthly life, that would force faith to work in anything more than you're being saved, you're dying to the flesh, and you're being delivered with Christ. Once you are delivered with Christ, you've deposited the sin nature, and you've walked over the bridge of grace, led by truth, into the spiritual world, all of a sudden, faith takes on a completely new uh, ability to, to manage and ability to use. We are operating faith from a misguided perspective and a misguided area. We were believers who took what was stated in Scripture, what our leadership told us, what our churches told us, and we attempted to apply faith based on our own lusts. This has not worked out well. The general church population is floundering. Our children are being destroyed by suicide, drugs, sexual perversion. Our families are falling into divorce. Many of them risen in church, but under a message that was leading them down a path where the devil would come and steal, kill, and destroy. Remember, in the spiritual side of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord and our man in the Godhead, we have been given the border-crossing benchmarks of his journey that, is to, that are to be represented in us so that when we see Colossians 3, 12 through 14, we are seeing these personality traits as they have been represented in Jesus now being represented in us. Put on, therefore, look at what he said, therefore, as the elect of God, here come the benchmarks of the elected. You give yourself an evaluation and see where you are. Hi, Sherry and hi, Krista. See if you're there. Holy. Beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Perfectness. He is all of these to us, not before while we were earthy, but when we cross the border, the bridge, that crosses the border by grace, being guided by truth into the spiritual side, all of a sudden we become a representation now of Jesus Christ who Paul said was in us and we manifest that into our world. Since 
This is Jesus' means of interacting with us. We are the recipients or the ones who have come into the election of God through the righteous force of the actions of Jesus replicated in us by the Holy Spirit of which we followed him. Hi, John. He is holy and he is beloved. Now look at this, because Paul has said this is what we become. We become holy and we become beloved. He expresses compassion to us in mercy. We express compassion to our world in mercy. He is a man who is of low esteem concerning how he appears and looks towards his human side. He doesn't go there. He is meek. He is extremely long-suffering with the deeds of men, and we must be too. He is forgiving because he knows the forgiveness that is in the plan of God for mankind. So he shows us these attributes while we are learning of him. He shows us the cross and the forgiveness and the healing therein. He shows us the tomb and the way to die to the flesh. He shows us the resurrection and the way to deal with our sin nature and how to become the righteousness of God and the force that comes out of that. He exposes these things to us daily according to Paul as frequently as we require them. But man has a problem, my friends, and that problem does not deal with Jesus' work or his display from the spiritual side of his existence. It is man's desire to remain earthy. Man has not connected the facts of the plan of the salvation of God. Jesus' expectancy is that you will change, that you will be translated into the kingdom of his dear son. That is his expectancy. Not that you remain earthly. His attributes are such that he is patient, loving, and compassionate. But what man has done to accommodate their earthy side and to build a relationship that between their earthy side and Jesus Christ has been done so absent of their interaction with the spiritual side. It's the spiritual side of this existence of Jesus Christ that the plan of salvation that began at the cross, went to the tomb, and was delivered from the resurrection is pushing you towards this plan of salvation is pushing you to go from a believer to a follower. We have made sin in our modern world extremely accessible. Why? Because we misrepresented grace. We made love all-inclusive, absolutely no parameters, and as they say, unconditional. Well, we've used faith in the earthy side to satisfy our lust. All three of these doctrines of our day are faulty scripturally. They are faulty scripturally. Grace is an application. God does not love the sinner as he is. As a matter of fact, the scripture said he hates sin. God applies grace and truth in one man. He applies the work of grace that is judged by truth. Did grace accomplish 
what it was set forth to accomplish. As man operates, he comes from the love of God that was given to and for the sacrifice. And grace opened by that sacrifice who God loved and truth standing and waiting to be your guide. We've made sin accessible in all of these areas and we've perverted faith in our day. Friends, the scripture does not teach these actions of Jesus Christ to be accomplished under the conditions of which they are taught in our church world today. Grace, love, and faith all have their extreme and seriously important role in the development of one so that they can come into the image of his dear son. These are the characteristics of the citizenship that is born into us as we become members of his kingdom. They become the existence and the expression of the person as they live in that kingdom. These are the means in grace, love. These are the means over grace and truth. They are the means of living in the kingdom where Jesus Christ is king. Once understood, we understand that we can now identify what Paul meant in Romans 5.17. First by one man's offense, death reigned by one. There is what happened when Jesus went to the cross to destroy what the one man did. Much more, they which received the abundance of grace. There is the application of grace that is given because of the cross to destroy the work of the devil, the offense of death. Now then, watch what it says, and the gift of righteousness. What has happened? We have gone the earthly walk of Jesus from the cross where death reigned, sin was, into grace. Grace applied saves us. We go to the tomb. Grace applied destroys our flesh. Paul told us so in Galatians 5, 24 and 25. Then we come into the, the region of the dam where we deposit following Christ and we come out of there robed in righteousness and we now are crossing the bridge between the earthy and the spiritual and grace, the abundance, the more than enough grace has gone with us and truth has led us to be able because we have gone into a spiritual world, a spiritual walk to reign, now watch this, in life. Now the earthy is overtaken by the spiritual. And how do we know it? We have the benchmarks. The benchmarks of, of the activities that are associated with spiritual things. And now we begin to reign in this life through Jesus Christ. Now I can talk on that for a whole other day and I will go to that one of these days and show you the method to reign in the spirit world. And I'll touch on it a little bit during this, but we are to be in the earth reigning in Jesus Christ. Notice, if you will, the time frame expressed when one will begin to reign in life. When applied grace completes its work in the earthy side, that's the first phase. When one receives the gift of righteousness, 
which is the result of the last operation accomplished by Jesus for us and to us on the earthy side. Once completed, the application of grace allows us to cross the border from the earthy side into the, into the spiritual side. On that side, we begin to reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. We become one with the one, one with the one. He is Jesus Christ who died for our sins, who buried them in the tomb. He is Christ the victoriously anointed one who has crossed the border from earth and from being earthy into the spirit where he becomes spiritual. As we follow him, we do exactly the same thing. We cross the border into a spiritual life that can exercise the spiritual benchmarks just as he exercised those benchmarks for us. It is from this spiritual side that we begin to reign in life. It's from the place that righteousness allows us to go that reigning is found and from which we operate. Prior to that, we, have, we cannot reign. Why? Because we are earthy. We want to see and we want to talk about spiritual things, but we do not desire to reside in spiritual places. We are much more comfortable in the earthy things. What does it cause? Well, it causes us to do these things that look spiritual. We try to live. We try to pray. We try to even think. We try to see. We try to even feel. But all of those are in earthy ways. We can see the things that Scripture tells us concerning the availability of the blessings that have been prepared for us. Even though we see them, we cannot figure out how in the world, in our earthy self, to get them to come to us, to operate for us, and we are using this gift of faith that was meant to be operational on the earthy side and attempting to make it do what it was never designed to do which is give us and bring us and bless us and help us and make us rich. <laughs> Wasn't designed that way, friend. God was going to give you the faith of God when you begin to operate in the benchmarks that reflected that you had crossed the bridge of grace were led by truth into the spiritual side. Well, we have all kinds of teaching and instruction from the earthy men on how to, they think this spiritual life is to be lived. However, it's all being done from an earthly perspective. But to the general believer, that teaching reflects only a fleecing. They're being fleeced. What are they being fleeced for? Money. They're being fleeced of income to purchase, to listen, to travel, to give, whatever the case. In the ministries that are earthly based. And what's happening? Well, they're being very little positive influence from it. Why? Because it's all earthy. It's giving you no yield in their lives. While we watch the mega preachers and the television evangelists become rich because they're trying to teach you how to function in a gift of faith that was never 
expressed to do what it is they're trying to tell you it will do. And it appears that it's doing for them because they are fleecing you to make it happen. Until we cross into the place where we can learn to be a forgiver and begin to execute the benchmarks of the spiritual side, we'll never operate in the faith of God. We'll never operate in mountain-moving faith. Why? Because we have never become the elect of God to do so. We've remained so attached to our earthly side that our earthly side will gravitate to anything. Now watch this. You are a spiritual being. You desire spiritual things. But in so desiring, it becomes difficult for you to locate spiritual encounters. Why? Because you're in the earthy thing. So what happens? Your pastors, leaders, and whatnot begin to write books that don't make any sense because they're intellectual. They provide excuses. God, just your faith isn't big enough. You're not giving enough. You're not praying enough. You're not reading enough. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. The connotation is, I am, I am, I am. So therefore, what I do works and what you do doesn't. How foolish. They give interpretive teachings. They begin to demean and deride your faith. And then they come up with doctrines that are drawing conclusions that tell you God has changed his mind on how he does things. Grace is not anything more than for you to be allowed to know that God has done this and you can live any way you want to. The ultimate spiritual excursion then happens for many. Some go into suicide. Some go into drug-seeking spirituality. Some go into alcohol. Some go into sexual perversion. All of these things, my friends, are seeking a spiritual existence. Now, if they can't locate it there, they're going to go deeper into what they will try to find as a spiritual encounter, and they're going to do it from earthy things. They're going to seek to serve their flesh. They do so desiring insight into the Spirit. All of these are things that I mentioned earlier can result in such things as cult world worship. They may even go deeper, go directly into demonic world worship, which unfortunately we're seeing on a larger scale than ever before. Why would any apparently normal person make such an excursion into anything, anything, such as drugs, alcohol, sexual perversion, cults, demonic worship? Why would they do it? Well, I want you to understand this, my friend. Our church world is teaching you how to try to serve God and be earthy. But you are a spiritual being. You're a spiritual people. You have been extracted from spiritual understanding, however. I'm going to have to stop there. My time is up. Did you hear what I said? You've been extracted from spiritual things. I'll show you how next time. Father, I pray that you'll minister your word. Open our eyes that we can see. May your word be true and every man a liar.
Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you to all those I see that I've never seen before on uh, Facebook. And thank you to all of those who are listening on our other media mechanisms, Lift Him Higher Radio, YouTube, Mike Springston FFC Podcast, and of course, my Facebook friends. Come back. Enjoy us. Take advantage of the teaching, my friends. It will open your eyes to things that your current church world is not teaching you. However, it is right in the Word of God. My Facebook friends, may God bless you. We will be back in the morning at 1030. I will be preaching on the spiritual control. That's the third part of the controls that salvation declares. The first part is salvation declares that you'll learn to control yourself. The second part is salvation declares that in the name of Jesus you will learn to control your environment. And the third part is that the spiritual, Jesus Christ speaking through the Spirit, will control you. Don't miss that. 10.30 in the morning. May God richly bless you until we have the chance to speak again. Well, my podcast friends, find him as Jesus and there you learn to use his name. Find him as the man in the Godhead. <coughs> there, he'll show you great mighty things you know not. God bless you until we speak again. <laughs>